alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Welcome to the 16th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody, and I'm joined by my pal, Phil. How are you? Doing good, Cody. Got 16, about ready to drive here. 16th <laughs> annual. I was going to say, we're about ready to start making our parents want to kill us right about now. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did we do when we were 16? Dude, we used to... Uh, we were booze fucking, cruising then, we right? Would, yeah, we were booze cruising. We used to take your fucking Chevy Cavalier and my <laughs> Pontiac 6000, and we used to race them down uh, those back roads. <laughs> remember? Oh, shit. No. Remember how uh, those gravel roads were unlevel when they intersected? Yeah. So we would dukes a hazard that shit. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> We'd ramp them. Uh, I know you <laughs> haven't been there in a long time, but a lot of those roads, they've put stop signs on them all. I mean, not that that many people actually take the time to stop because there's like three cars a day they go down those roads but uh but yeah that was a good yeah. time this is a good t- i was just thinking about that that can you imagine those two cars would be like the worst fast and fast and the furious movies ever a chevy cavalier <laughs> versus a pontiac 6000 <laughs> yeah i i do not understand how that car survived a whole year like <laughs> i don't my, know i don't know those, uh, I was going to say, those fucking roads were so dangerous, though. Like, when it'd get to harvesting time, the corn would be, like, seven and a half feet tall, nine feet tall. Yeah. And the fields were elevated, too. So you couldn't <laughs> see shit coming down those corners. No. Well, I, they, after you mentioned that, I just re- recalled, I think I had, was at your house. We were, I think we were playing, like, Morrowind or something. Remember we got into that pretty hard for a while? Yeah. And uh, I was just leaving, and it was like the weirdest thing. The deer, it was, what's the, what was the road your house was on? Oak Avenue. Oak Avenue, yeah. I was going down that, and the deer just, like, came out. I'm slamming on the brakes. Like, the tires are skidding all over the gravel. He's running alongside of me, and then all of a sudden, he just, like, takes their left turn really quick, and then I smash right into him. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember I like got out of the car and I'm like looking for a body or something. Like he just got up and ran off. Not there's like just the front end was smashed in. You know the headlight was dangling there. The bumper was smashed in. Yeah. But he survived. The worst part of that story, and I can still vividly remember this, is I drove home. Obviously I'm like, hey mom, dad, I hit a deer, and I always kept my cigarettes underneath the passenger seat. And, yeah. And. Of course, my dad's a mechanic, so he like rigged it back up uh, so it was drivable, drivable again. And I had a pack of Marlboro Menthols, and I remember my mom took them and then smoked them in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, that's great. Do you remember I, how difficult it was for us to get cigarettes back then? Yeah, I remember having to pay. This was back when cigarettes were like three thirty a pack. I remember having to pay ten bucks a pack. But oh, luckily yeah. back then it only took it took me like two weeks to smoke a whole pack. So whereas ten dollars a pack and back then I remember what were cigarettes like two between two and three dollars, I think, for a pack. Yeah, I remember paying like three thirty or something like that. Nah. Yeah. I was just joking with someone about uh when we were younger, we'd obviously cigarettes is one thing, but finding someone to buy you alcohol was like an entirely new level of challenge. And you'd, you'd find someone who's like, oh, yeah, uh, just give me 20 bucks. I'll go get you something. And they come back with like a $5 gallon or $5 handle of fucking 5 o'clock vodka that's in the plastic <laughs> bottles. God, they would make yeah. a killing off of kids. Oh, yeah. Or they'd go out and buy you a fucking $8 fucking like I remember they had uh, super cheap Milwaukee's best yep. beast. Yeah. They'd go out and buy you a 12 or of that. Like, here you go. Like, dude, you just pat, you just like kept like 16 bucks of that. 
I know. Went and me the shittiest beer you could find. This is shitty, but I remember that one kid. I can't think of his name. I used to give him a ride home all the time for some odd reason. But he would want me to buy cartons of cigarettes for him when I turned 18. <laughs> and I remember I got him two cartons of Marlboro Milds. Do you remember them? Yeah, the brown pack. No, no, those are like the blue. Like the oh, light. Real? Okay. They were in between Marlboro Menthol Lights and Marlboro Menthols. They were in there. I don't even know if they make them anymore. But anyway, yeah, I charged him like $80 or something for like two cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> and of course, it was like 40 bucks or something. So the cycle just keeps keeps on giving there. Yeah. I remember, God, the uh, I think the worst I ever got fucked over was... I don't think I actually got the alcohol that I paid for at one time. Like we were at a party and I gave somebody money because they were going to go make a run and they just never came back. They just took everyone's <laughs> money and left. But I, I feel like I remember that kind of like I kind yeah. of remember. I remember our friend used to steal cigarettes from the gas station he worked at. I heard he'd put them in the fucking popcorn he had to clean the popcorn machine at the end of the night, so he'd act like he has like a bag of popcorn he's taking with him. Then he'd jam a bunch of cigarettes in it. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, good times. See, uh, if yeah. anybody's wondering, that's Iowa life right there. That's what that yeah. is right there. That is quintessential Iowa small town life. Like, <laughs> just everybody's like, "Oh, we're there's a party over here, and it's just literally in the middle of fucking nowhere in a field or something." Behind someone's barn, there's just 300 teenagers out there killing, like, every single, the most random beers you can find. Like, Yeah, oh yeah. Hey, you you remember the night we snuck out of my parents' house and we walked through the field, through the neighbor's field to get picked up on the highway? Yeah, I remember that. Dude, my my parents still give me shit about that. Like, that, it, everyone laughs about it. How determined... How determined we were to go to that, like, kind of lame party, actually. Yeah, that party didn't turn out to be that bad. After, like, they had, uh... There's only, there like, like... There's only, like, six people there. Are you... Are, I'm maybe thinking about a different party, but... <sighs> I remember we ended up walking back. No, they picked us up, and then when we left, they dropped us off, like, on the other side of the wood line, and then we walked back to my parents' house, so they didn't see the headlights. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I might be thinking of a different time, but... <laughs> I don't even know how they fought on me. I probably told them when I was older because it was a funny story. Oh well. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. uh, I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask you real quick. Yep, I just yep. I, I saw this. I saw this person at work the other day. I have to ask you: Is there anyone that you work with that just wears some of like the weirdest things? <laughs> well, the it was literally this week. Um, there was a he's a new hire, right? And I'm leaving, and I walk right by him. I'm like, what is this dude wearing? And he's literally wearing fucking yoga pants to work. It is a man wearing yoga pants to work. You know what? Look, if I know they're comfortable and I know, you know what? If you want to wear yoga pants as a dude, go for it. But it was just kind of caught me off guard, especially when you're working in a job where you're just like getting filthy all day long. You know what I mean? Was he was he wearing shorts over him? Or no, was he just, no. just fucking... Yoga pants, just it looked like yoga pants, but like uh, a shorter version, like uh, I forget what they call that, where they like the pants come above the ankles, kind of. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but he was wearing goddamn yoga pants. That's all I know. That's fucking weird. Uh, (laughs) I only brought it up because there was somebody. uh, So out here in Arizona, it's super sunny, so everyone's wearing like sunglasses or hats. Like, a lot of people wear, like, those big sun hats and shit out here. Yeah. There was a guy I saw wearing a hat. I thought, oh, that's a pretty weird hat. Um, Every day I see him coming back from breakfast. So instead of walking, like, the other way, around, like, way past him, I kind of, like, took a little detour and walked by him. This motherfucker is wearing, like, a wizard hat. Really? Yeah. Like, something you'd see in Harry Potter. Like, the big pink (laughs) in the middle and it comes down in front. Like the talking hat. He's a grown man, probably a couple years older than us, with a job. Well, what if he actually is a wizard, and he, you're insulting him, and you're going to get his spells? I uh, could get cursed. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I might show up to work yet tomorrow, fucking wearing yoga pants. You should go <laughs> Not up. Know to, where they came from? You should go up to him and be like, you know what? I really like Fantasia too. <laughs> 
Anyway, Phil, um, we are pretty deep in here in the banter, so why don't you take over? I have no fucking idea what this is about, but I know it's going to be beautiful, so you take the reins. Yeah, so today I wanted to get into some uh, ancient objects and kind of go along with uh, ancient civilizations okay. that we started talking about a little bit. Oh, yeah. So I've got three of them. Uh, two of them are kind of less than like act like maybe bullshit. One of them I threw in there because it's honest to God true. So see if you can tell which one. Okay. All right. I'm interested. So, I love this shit. So I'll just uh, just jump right in. So in 1936, or possibly 1938, a married couple, Max and Emma Hahn, were hiking along the Red Creek alongside London, Texas, when they found a strange piece of wood protruding from a rock formation. After 11 years, in 1947, their son broke the object free from the rock and discovered that the wood was actually part of a hammer embedded in the rock. Okay, that's pretty metal already. Yeah, so the hammer head was six inches long one inch in diameter it was made up of uh mostly iron but it also had some chlorine and a small amount of sulfur in the makeup of the metal the handle was broken and actually partially fossilized um the hammerhead allegedly taken from the rock was completely encased even part of the rock that's still there completely encased the handle hmm so that so what I'm picking up so far is this thing has to be extremely old, correct? Yeah, so this is there's a lot of theories that go around with this hammer. Um a lot of people are saying that the rock was formed basically 400 to 500 million years ago. So obviously there weren't humans around during this time for a hammer to have been dropped by someone and then rock formed around it. Well, I'm seeing two holes here. Uh, first off, the earth is only 6,000 years old. I'm pretty sure you brought that up on the dinosaurs episode. So that doesn't even make sense. And I, well, that's a, oh, wow. What's, what's your second one? But actually that's a really good coincidence. You were, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, how do we know that humans weren't around 40 million years ago? But those two things are contradicting each other. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, also, a good point to bring up, too. So, this story continues. In 1983, Carl Bau purchased the artifact and placed it in his creationist museum. Okay. Claiming that it was a pre-flood artifact from before the time of Noah. Wow. So in 1983, when he bought this, uh, he heavily promoted this huge discovery and the hammer gained a lot of fame. So where is he drawing the connection that this is a pre-flood hammer? Like, is it waterlogged? Is there water damage? I mean, there would have to be water damage on it anyway, but it's like... And well, I I'm guessing he's pulling this somewhere out of his ass. Well, so yeah, he's that, just... that's a valid point. I didn't even know there was a creationist museum. No, there's, a, there's actually quite a few creationist museums, but he owns one of them. He's the owner and director still to this day of uh, the Creation Museum. I'm going to mention it later on. but So mm. he's actually the one who claimed that the rock was 400 to 500 million years old. But the actual geological age of the rock formation um, around the creek is more like 110 to 115 million years old. So he obviously didn't really use any science with, you know. <laughs> well, how, okay. How old do religious people believe that the the flood was? Like how long ago do they believe it happened? Like 6,000 years ago or what? Well, we do bring up our recovering alcoholic uh, former co-worker a lot. Okay. He always used to claim that the earth was 6,000 years old, then the flood hit. And one time I asked him, what do you mean by then the flood hit? He's like, and he said right after, like so 6,000 years old, humans were started, and then the flood hit. Okay. So he, so God essentially made the world and then just flooded it? Apparently there was enough bad people after a few hundred years, and then he just flooded it out right after then. So, okay, that's that's what I should say. Not all creationists believe that. That's okay. what this wild drunk man believed, <laughs> who who was slightly reformed enough to have a job making pizzas with 15 year olds. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, 
I I still remember <clears throat> some of those uh, people. I mean, it's great that they're in recovery or whatever, but man, some of them were just a little too creepy with the high school girls there. Do you you know yeah. you remember what I'm talking about? Little too creepy, but uh, yeah. yeah. That one dude who the only thing he could do was mop the floor. He was a uh, he was a bit creepy. <laughs> I think that town's just full of creepy people, to be honest. That's true. Well, all those creeps were busting, but yeah, that's I mean, true. We'll get we'll get back to the story. Okay. So, so for the first problem with uh, Carl Bau, so he never actually had the artifact tested. Um, not even like a carbon fourteen test. And then there's an even older test that can be done. Uh, carbon fourteen only really tests up to like uh, like in the thousands of years old. There's other, I think it's, I forgot exactly what it's called. It's something like potassium ion or something like that. There's another test you can do to um, test the deterioration to millions of years old. But he refuses it to have it tested. Well, obviously, because then it's going to be proven wrong. But so really a carbon test can only go a a couple thousand years old? Like a test for that long? Yeah. It has, uh, the problem is with the deterioration of carbon-14. So Mm, basically you can't accurately test. I forgot the exact amount of years, but I know you can't test carbon, like carbon-14 can't be tested for millions of years old. Okay. You need, you need to test the half-life of like something different. Okay. To actually get that. See, I, I, I suppose when you hear carbon testing, you kind of just assume that's like a catch-all, but I guess that makes sense. Um, so I didn't ask, did the hammer have like any symbolism on it? Was it, was it literally like a, a hammer or was it like kind of like a, a cutting tool, I guess, kind of, you know what I mean? Nope. Just, uh, it was just a six inch hammerhead blunt on both sides. Um, just something you would see, like maybe an old miner might have, you know, hmm. just a metal hammerhead made but out it, of but it. But you said it did have a wooden handle, correct? It did have a wooden handle. Yeah, the wooden handle was um, broken up and splintered. Um, still, part most of it was like still encased in the rock, and you could see that the wood was like fossilized or partially fossilized, is what they say. So, hmm. I was trying to think of a mystical being that would be wielding a hammer, and the only thing I could think of was the Hammer Brothers from Super Mario Bros. <laughs> <laughs> What if the hammer was there and then there's just a corpse of a turtle with a helmet on sitting right next to it? That would be great if there were just like a hundred like loose hammers like fossilized <laughs> in the ground and then the, the corpse of there's always two of them. Yeah. Don't forget. Yeah. There's always two of them. Yeah. That's why the hammer bros. But then we could be like, well, what if Mario was actually a retelling of ancient history and then they all went extinct, and that's why the hammer and the dead carcass of the turtle man is there. That's actually going to be the latest episode of uh, Ancient Aliens on the History <laughs> Channel, so watch for that. That's that's going to be Mar- a good one. Mario's actually a time-traveling Italian man, Italian plumber. Time-traveling Italian plumber. <laughs> so uh, I'll jump, I'll get back to it. The second problem it has is if you look at the hammer, you were just talking about what the hammer looks like. The hammer looks like it's actually from probably the 18th to 19th century. It's just a basic hammerhead, but it looks like something that you would see like just a regular working guy have from probably like the 18 or 1700s. So so it wasn't like extremely crude where it literally looks like a rock on a stick. You're saying it actually has like shape and stuff. No, no. If you looked at it, you would see it was a hammer. Okay. Like, it's, it's a metal hammer head. Mm, okay. Just, it's, it's not like a hammer we have now with like the claw on the back, but yeah. it's like a long, like kind of looks like a mini sludge. Well, mini I wonder, sludge. I wonder how they remove nails then. Yeah. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I think, I think they just gave up and started over again. <laughs> Fuck it. You're not getting the nail out of there. Just leave it. Yeah, so third, the biggest problem that I have with this one is there were never any pictures taken of the actual, like, wood sticking out of the rock formation. And its original location um, around the Red Creek area cannot be confirmed. And, uh, like, part of the story uh, where they actually have, like, where this hammer was found, 
there's different accounts. So some people say it was like, oh, they found it in the rock. And then some people say they found like the rock broken up outside of like the rock formation. So there's different accounts for this story, just like all, you know, the whole game of telephone for the area. Yeah, that's where it starts to lose its credibility a lot, where it's just like nobody can decide where it came from and all of that horse shit. Is it, po- is it possible that the guy in the creation museum just made up the whole story? No. Well, he actually has it. Like he has the hammer and the wood. It, if the wood is partially fossilized, it would at least take like a long time to, he couldn't just fake fossilized wood and a hammerhead and the wood inside of the hammerhead. So that wouldn't, he couldn't really fake it that well. I mean, it could be faked. Don't get me wrong. There, people are really good at it, but um, there is evidence that the story was around before he purchased it. So he actually did purchase it from these people in Texas. But I wonder how much he paid for where, it. Who knows? I don't. I have no idea how much he paid for <laughs> it. I couldn't find that. I wish I could have. But it like, may, it's like maybe they're. Well, yeah, I guess you can't really fake. I was like, maybe he just got ripped off by a guy, but as as you said, it's hard to fake the uh, fossilization yeah. and all of that. So I forgot to mention, uh, I was going to mention before that Carl Bau is the colonel, current owner of the London Hammer. He is the director of the Creation Evidence Museum of Texas, and that is where the hammer currently resides. So you could like you could actually go there and witness this, like see it. Oh, so it is cool. something that is real to this day. Like it still exists. That'd be awesome if someone like messaged us and said like, hey, oh. I've seen this thing. Yeah, that would be really cool if we uh, if we had some listeners in Texas. I know like I think we have a podcast friend that lives out in Texas. I don't know. She's into <laughs> uh, creationist museums. But yeah, if anyone uh, if anyone's out there in Texas and has seen this, you know. I'm def- uh, that'd be cool. I'm definitely going to message Ashley and be like, go to London, Texas and see, look at this hammer and then get back to us and see, see what you think. I'm not sure if, I know that the Creation Museum is in Texas. I think that he just bought the, bought it from London, Texas. Oh, so, I gotcha. I, I but okay. From, from the sound of it, that's probably all that London, Texas is known for is having this hammer from there. Are you trying uh, to say it's not an exact replica of London, England? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have the uh, the eye and Big Ben out there. <laughs> anyway. And and all the homeless European people. Hmm. So uh, basically, if this is actually a real, like, millions of years old hammer, and there were humans walking around needing the use of a hammer like that, um, the crazy thing is... The hammer, they say, hasn't rusted at all. So that's pretty interesting. You would think that an iron hammer taken out of that rock would rust. Yeah. Um, after all the years. I mean, shit, in fucking Iowa and Minnesota, metal rusts like in a couple years. So. What well, is in Texas? I suppose that's true. Yeah. It is. But depends you, on what, what area of Texas it was in. It was probably a little less humid there, possibly. I, I feel like it would still have a, uh, what do they call it? patina? Patina on it, I think. You know, like you get on really, say, like really, really old cars, and they won't be rusted, but like the paint will have those almost like rusted uh, fade marks on them. Do you kind of know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I yeah, gotcha. yeah. But yeah, so this uh, like this kind of puts into question if the beginnings of civilization started in like Mesopotamia or like China. So, I mean, there are civilizations older than like Mesopotamia. They were mostly like small groups of humans, but this would put it back not thousands of years, but millions of years. So, well, think about this, though. What if like you speculate on the dinosaur things? They were actually like super intelligent, right? Remember you said when the asteroid was coming, maybe they retreated into the earth or something. What if yeah. the dinosaurs were actually really intelligent and had crafted this hammer? That is possible. I it's mean, the story of from Super Mario Bros. The movie. <laughs> movie. Well, I mean, or say there was a another ancient intelligent uh species similar to humans that died out or something you know that is true i mean they would have a use hammer is a pretty 
like no shit object to create. So they've been making hammers out of rocks for hundreds, of, you know, thousands of years. So, but it's pretty weird that it's iron. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no, iron. it is. It is definitely like it's smelted. It's an object that was forged. So, hmm. so, so, what do you think? What is? What do you feel about this? Like, what do you think it came? Or where it came from? So I looked around the internet for some of the best, like, possible theories that I could have, like, used to explain this away. And I think I might have found it. So if the hammer was being carried by someone from the 19th or 18th century in this area, and the hammer was just kind of dropped in, like, a crevice of the rocks, minerals could have actually dissolved, like, out of the rocks and gotten into the crevice and rock could have formed around the uh the hammer making it look like the rock had been there the entire time even though kind of like how a tree forms around objects yeah it could have been like that i mean that's a it's a pretty good way to explain it this is kind of like the debunker like archaeologists like uh archaeologists and geologists kind of came up with this idea to debunk it but what so. about the petrification you mentioned well, I mean, I don't really know about that part. This you know, is just to explain how it got there. You know what I'm going to say to that? Checkmate that? atheist. <laughs> Checkmate atheist. <laughs> That'll show them non-creationist assholes. <laughs> I got your ass. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, yeah, that was awesome. I'm still kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of trying to wrap my head around what the fuck it could be. It's just very weird, but I suppose if we're going to do the... Uh, the skeptics uh view on it then maybe it is just a string of coincidences that the hammer just happened to fall there the rock did whatever run or whatever i mean that's always plausible so yeah i always i mean with stuff like this uh i really do like stories about finding out that things are older than you know like the sphinx they think that the sphinx is much older than um we know it to be now because of like they look at like how much rain fell over the legs of the Sphinx. Um, there's also Gobele Teki. I didn't say that right, but whatever. It's close enough. Out in um, Turkey, which they basically dug out of a hillside. And they think that that's actually like 11,000 BC. Like wow. super old. So, wow. yeah. That's crazy. Basically, it would have been built by cavemen. Like this huge structure. So, and they're still finding shit out there too. So and it's always plausible, you know, yeah. anyway, but it's just, it's a little more likely that it's, you know, some dude yeah. dropped it 200 years ago. But. All right. All right. Well, so I got a, I got a second one for you. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Antikythera mechanism? <laughs> I have not actually. Is it available for purchase on Amazon? No, it is not, mm, actually. Fucking fuck you, Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jeff Bezos is hiding it from us. <laughs> so the Antikythera mechanism was uh, actually found off the coast of the island of Antikythera. It's under about 45 meters of water, and this is off the coast of Greece. The wreck was discovered in 1901, and the mechanism was identified in 1902. So is this... Is this- this uh was this previously a city that was there then that just sank no or this something? was a this was a shipwreck oh a shipwreck okay yeah i forgot to mention that this was, so it's it's in the waters outside of the island and it was a shipwreck okay i thought you were ma- meaning it was like a city that fell into the water or whatever yeah so these shallow water divers actually discovered this shipwreck and they were pulling stuff out of the wreck okay so. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So the ship uh, that made the actual shipwreck was from the time of about between 70 to 60 BCE. And this we know this like due to the artifacts that were found in the shipwreck, such as like the coins, the statues, and other treasures that this ship had inside of it. So the, uh, oh, so, what's that? Uh, what is it just like a wooden ship then? Yeah, like it's an old... Like if you think of like those old triremes, like where the dudes like put their paddles out the side and like you know, yeah, the o- with the oars. It's yeah. one of those okay. kind of older ships, gotcha. like the Roman times. Okay, times. gotcha. This is actually it's thought to be a Roman ship uh, that made this shipwreck. So, 
The device is thought to have been created possibly in 80 BCE or somewhere between 150 to 110 BCE and could actually be as old as 205 BCE. Okay. All right. So, so they're not exactly sure on when the device was created. So um, I don't know if you can talk about, but what exactly is this device? What does it do? So I'm just actually jumping into that. Perfect. So so it's a box. Basically, it's an old, if you think of like how old computers kind of worked, um, it's more like a clock or a calendar. The device was used to calculate astronomical events by following the sun and the moon through the zodiac. So it was able to predict these astronomical events that like solar eclipses um, and also irregular movement of the moon you could actually figure out a lot from using this device so is it okay you said it's a box is it like a sealed box and it opens up and there's no yeah it's it's a sealed yeah it's it's a sealed box you gotta imagine if i can't you know you can't really see a picture of it if you googled it um you would see that basically it's very old um covered kind of in like you know how something metal looks when it's been like water damaged yeah yeah it's really old device so the weird thing about this device was it was able to uh extremely accurately predict all of these solar events and these lunar events uh the moon actually moves at different speeds during its cycle and this was first studied and calculated in the second century bce by astronomer hippocarus of rhodes uh, he actually lived during the supposed time of this creation, and there's a lot of speculation that he may have been one of the people who consulted the creators of the device to help them with the calculations of the moon. Okay. I mean, that would kind of make sense that it might be the Romans because they were obviously really big into that kind of stuff, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that explanation. They actually think that the Greeks created this. Okay. All right. Because this was found off of the Greek Isles. So the the ship is believed to have been um, after a raiding party of Greece. Uh, this was during the time of like there was a lot of like war and there was a lot of looting of cities. So all of those coins, statues, and other treasures that I measure, mentioned are thought to have been taken from the Greek uh, peninsula and the Greek Isles. Okay. 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 I see what you're saying then. So yeah, this was during like the height of pre-Empire Rome. So all of this like loot was being taken to Rome and the ship sunk before it could make it outside of the Greek Isles and the Greek Peninsula. That's why you never put a drunk man in charge of your boat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> with Fourth of July coming up, that's a pretty good uh <laughs> Yeah, for all it's obviously tomorrow we record early, but if uh, any of you patriots are out there, definitely don't be driving around your wooden boat and definitely don't let your drunken friends row you down uh, whatever yeah. river this is. Good rule of thumb. Most people don't know this. Have either your most sober or your least sober person drive. Mm, That's call. the best way to do it every time. <laughs> I think it'd be best to have the drunkest guy drive and the soberest guy um, be like a, a, a lookout. <laughs> the guy who talks to the fucking cops on the water. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be the, yeah, he, uh, yeah, that's a good plan, Phil. So I was going to ask, where the coins, shouldn't they have known where the coins came from? Like, wouldn't they look specifically like the coins were a Greek coin? Well, yeah, I think that's how they know that it came from the Greek Isles. Like I said before, all the statues and coins... Um, I think that Greek coins were called Drakia back then. Draka. Okay. okay. It could and, be. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You Well, so I'm not sure about Greek coins from this time, but I know that like Greek coins from before this time, they would have like the city's like local gods like on the coins. So I think that like a, a coin from Athens had like Athena on mm, so, Okay. Yeah. God, the Greeks had cool fucking gods, man. Yeah, I wish we still had that shit. That'd be cool. <laughs> I, I might actually be religious if they had, like, fucking Zeus or Hermes or uh, all them, all them Hades. Fuck, man, Hades is badass. Yeah, it would be cool. It'd be a lot cooler than just going to church and handing money to some <laughs> fucking pervert in a fucking <laughs> wizard robe. That'd be a lot more fun. My Someone who's told me 
they're going to be going to a baptism uh, like this upcoming weekend. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. You get to see a fucking magician do his magic <laughs> tricks on a baby. That's amazing. He dips them in there, and then all of a sudden they're cleansed of sins, and they get to go to heaven no matter what. Yeah. And then you got to pay the priest. Oh, that's the obviously. That's how you know it's a church. <laughs> obviously. Did I... Did I talk about when I was at that baptism uh, a few weeks ago? A little bit, but what what happened? Well, it was uh, not too much about it, but like during the church service itself, I the priest had his little boy um, hold the books for him while he read out him. Do you remember them doing that? Yeah, I think I remember them doing that. He held it like in his hands. And then it was up against his sternum, right? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, re- I, I remember don't, that shit. I don't remember altar boys being a substitute for a fucking, uh, whatever they call those things, uh, book hold or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Catholic priests have been substituting altar boys for a lot of things. So <laughs> It's like, a, it's like <laughs> altar boys are like multi-use tools <laughs> to them. <laughs> they're like a Leatherman. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're their version of a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Anyway. So I'll I'll jump back into it. So they didn't really, like, obviously this was found in, like, early 20th century. In 1902, it was uh, discovered in the shipwreck and identified. They had no idea really what this was, as I mentioned it before. Like, it was metal that was kind of, like, destroyed basically from, like, two millennia underwater, two, 2,000 years under the water. And, um... It only like really came about that they figured out what it was actually possibly used for when they had x-ray technology and computers to actually put together the images of this mechanism. They were they could have opened it, but they were afraid that they were going to completely destroy or like disintegrate everything oh, on the inside yes. just from how old it was. Right. So they almost didn't even want to touch it. Did they have you know? a TV show about this thing? I've seen this on a couple different. I've seen it on like History's Mysteries. Okay. Um, now my I, ancient my ancient Greece class we actually talked about this mechanism. Okay. I, now that you say that they X-rayed the box, now it's kind of like a light bulb went off in my head. Like I've seen it somewhere before. Yeah. So it basically how the box works is it's got like a a little lever that you um kind of like turn. Like remember those old Jack in the boxes? Yeah. Like you would turn it and then these little mechanisms would turn and these little calculate, like all of these different calculations for these mechanisms were like precisely um, put for the sun and the moon moving through the Zodiac. Mm. So they, they looked inside of the box using x-rays and um, figured out like how this thing actually worked. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's pretty fucking cool though, actually. Yeah. So originally they thought that the computer was actually used for navigation on the boat, but there is theory, like speculation now that because it was found with all of these other treasures, that it might have been just looted from whatever village it was taken from, along with the coins and the statues, mm. and was going to be brought to Rome. Mm, okay. I mean, the weird I, thing, oh, what's that? I was just going to say, um, I guess technically that makes the most sense. Yeah, so the weird thing about this is it's one of a kind. They've never heard of anything of like written about this. Like you would think that like something really cool like this was created, they would have made more of them or had one in each city to figure out like the calculations. They think that this was possibly like made and then just this was it. Like it's uh basically a lot of the historians say that this could be priceless. Like if it was sold on auction, they couldn't sell mm, it just yeah. because it means so much to like the history of tech and world history in general. You so. know, you know what I think? I think a Greek man just had a breakthrough. He created the box. He just got the patent. Uh, a company was going to buy it from him and him and his bros were celebrating. They got way too plastered. The Romans invaded and then they stole it. Dude, it could have been Jeff fucking Bezos. <laughs> he you time know, he traveled. Might be a time reptilian. <laughs> Did they find any lizard scales on the box? I don't know. <laughs> I just <laughs> fucking. I just God, kept, that guy's so creepy. I just kept thinking, like, what if we're finding this stuff and we think it's all this like super advanced thing or whatever, 
And if you go back in time and see the person using it, it's just like his his butt plug box or like <laughs> something like that. Like it's nothing as complicated as we're making it out to be. Like he has sex with this box or something. Yeah. So some of the websites I saw actually <laughs> said that if you really look at like the complexity of this, it's about as complex as like a 16th to 17th century clock. Mm. Like this thing's not. It's not like something that like not even we understand, like some people make it out to be. Yeah. But they're saying it's about as complex as something that's like 400 years old. Hmm. So I think sometimes we forget that humans, even from that long ago, could have been kind of intelligent. Yeah, we do forget that like humans pretty much had the same brain 2000 years ago as they do now. Yeah. Like the thing is, we just know more. Like everyone thinks that we're more intelligent now, but it's like if you didn't have your cell phone, you couldn't find your way home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's we're a good not point. even as smart as people were 20 years ago. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So I was going to ask you real quick, like, do you think that obviously this is a real thing? Do you think that it's actually as old as they think it is? And like, what do you, what are your final thoughts on this one? Why? Just from hearing about it. I mean, it's really hard to like pinpoint, I guess, exactly the time period of it, but it's definitely kind of makes sense that if it's a, well, a Greek thing as well, stuttering, studying astronomy or things like that, I mean, that's, they love that stuff, man. They like, they were all about that stuff. You know what I mean? So it's very plausible what, what this guy was using it for or what, why, it's at the bottom of the ocean. That That's the part where it's really weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people, like, when this first was found, there was a ton of speculation on what it might be. And then it kind of, the thing I like about it is, it's something that kind of changed our way to that we look at history. It's also really kind of funny that everyone speculated on what it might be, like a navigational device, all this other stuff. It turns out to just be a calendar. Mm. You know? Just I, for its time, it was a really advanced calendar. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I guess if you found it on a boat, it would make the most sense that's a navigation device, but oh, that's really cool. I'm going to, like, these items, I'm going to have to kind of Google them and kind of see what they look at, you know what I mean? I think anybody listening should probably do that as well, just so you can get an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, the good thing about the first two is there's actually pictures of them, which is why I named them... Like, I, this is why I kind of talked about them first. This last one is a like, it's way out there. So I, I chose this to head lot, like the main event. So have you ever heard of the 800 million year old princess? 800 million year old princess? Yes. No. Okay. So I've been seeing this like pop up all over the place, like Instagram, Facebook, like all those little stupid little, not BuzzFeed, <laughs> but those little fucking like, BuzzFeed stories where they take like those old stories and mash them together. Yeah. And yeah, then they yeah. have like a million advertisements. I've been seeing this fucking story everywhere, which is kind of where I got the idea to do this episode. All right, cool. Yeah, I've never heard of this thing. All right. So in the year 1969, in a village of, I am going to butcher the fuck out of this, <laughs> any of Russian fans, Rajavik Tisovskago in Russia. That's a little village in Russia. Don't make me say that fucking. Again, I was going to say, I'm, I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. And I'm guessing you have to say it the exact same way you, you just said it. Yeah, super slow and super <laughs> choppy, just like that. That's actually two words if you couldn't notice it. So, <laughs> okay. so a miner named Karnikov found inside of a coal mine 70 meters down a marble coffin that had a very intricate system of designs and was sealed shut from the outside world. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, finding a coffin buried underground isn't like necessarily that interesting, except for this coffin was actually found in a vein of coal. Like wedged inside the vein? So how they actually found the coffin, it looked as if the coal formed around the coffin and not like the coffin was actually placed inside the coal at a later, like after the coal had formed. That would have to mean that shit is old as fuck, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, coal takes millions of years to form. Hmm. So finding a marble coffin inside a vein of coal, uh, that really kind of pulls back our understanding of when humans existed. Lived. Yeah. yeah. 
Because you're talking about not just million, like not just like oh yeah, like two million. This was hundreds of millions of years ago. That uh, yeah, that's that's insane to even think about that. Yeah, so I just want to talk like super brief about how coal is formed. I had to look this up. Okay. Um, Basically, coal is formed um, when kind of like that you know that peat moss, that mushy kind of like vegetation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't they call that grave moss? What's that? Don't they call that grave moss, or is that p- called peat moss? I think it's called peat moss. You can actually buy it. Mm, um, I think we have some in the backyard right now. <laughs> oh, it's it's really high in carbon. Mm. Um, people actually use it for like civilizations use it for like burning. Okay. Uh, like it's kind of like wood. It's just hot, dense, like dense carbon, kind of. Okay. Dense in carbon, I should say. But so this peat moss actually gets crushed under all of uh like earth forms above it and then crushes it down over hundreds of millions of years and turns this peat moss into dense coal which is why you find vein veins of coal Mm, okay so it's like a large large clump of it that got crushed together basically yeah if you think of how like it's it's basically like a swamp has like it's just on top of the ground. That's like why it looks like a vein of coal. That's why a vein of coal kind of looks like as if it was formed on top of the ground. Mm, okay. So you know what? Like fu- it's a. Go ahead. Oh, it's. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to say. It's like it's like you can definitely see like where it was formed. Mm, okay. You know what's fucked up? How uh, diluted my mind is. Every time I hear like a vein of any sort of metal. <laughs> All I think about is like the stupid cartoon veins from video games. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Vegeta. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. Or, well, I was thinking about like World of Warcraft where your little character, there's like a rock with like copper sticking out of it and you just have a little pickaxe and that's how you mine it. Oh, you mean, okay. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Skyrim had that shit too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like now every time I hear like a metal vein, that's all I can think about is these fucking characters mining just this big ass rock sitting there. I thought you were talking about like anime characters' veins. Oh, like, like they're popping protruding, out, protruding like seven inches off of their skin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vegeta was the vein master, wasn't he? Yeah. So basically, when they found this, all of the miners stopped working, which in Soviet Russia, you know. <laughs> probably shouldn't have stopped working ever. No, probably but, not. And uh, all the miners kind of gathered around this. Eventually, they were able to take this extremely heavy coffin out of the mine, up the 70 meters to the surface. And then once it was exposed to sunlight, the material that sealed the coffin melted and ran down the sides of the coffin, the marble coffin. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, so inside the coffin... The workers found uh, a beautiful woman of European features. She had blonde hair and large blue eyes, which were said to be open. Yeah, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a little weird. Is she like mummified then? No, so that's coming. So the woman was in her 30s and wearing a sheer white dress that ended at her knees. Uh, she was inside of this odd looking bluish pink liquid that's thought to be embalming fluid. Now, you would think a mummy would look kind of like how we think of mummies in Egypt or like parts of, well, really all over the world they had mummies. But she did not look like a mummy. It didn't look like she was dead as much as she was just kind of sleeping. Hmm, that's really fucking creepy, honestly. Yeah, like she was a Caucasian woman and her skin looked alive. as like if she was still white she- and stuff. Yeah, no, she was still in perfect condition. Like, she could have just died, like, a minute before then. Like, that's how perfect she looked. That's, uh, that's fucking weird, man. Yeah, so the news of this odd discovery spread extremely quickly, obviously. And the Soviet government officials showed up with helicopters and deemed the area uh, unsafe for people and quarantined it. And also quarantined anyone that had come into contact with the coffin. So they took total control of the area. I wonder why they did all that. Maybe they thought there was like a virus or something in there. It could be that. It could also be that something that weird, like we always talk about like whenever the U.S. government thinks that there might be alien artifacts, 
how they they oh, always kind yeah. of storm in. Yeah. Fucking, you know, just mm. guns in the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I imagine it's something like that. Um, and it's the Soviet, so they are probably a little heavy handed too. <laughs> they showed up but drunk on vodka. Drunk on vodka <laughs> with their stomping boots on. Yeah. So the government officials actually tried to take the coffin up in a helicopter, but it was way too heavy for them to lift up with the helicopters that they had brought. They tried to pump out some of the fluid to decrease the weight of the coffin. But this um, actually caused the woman to begin to turn black. Like her skin became like started deteriorating almost immediately Hmm. when they pumped out this weird fluid. So they uh, immediately once they saw that they started pumping the fluid back in. And then did she regain her uh, white skin, I guess, again? Yeah, so once they pumped the fluid back in, like, the darkened areas of her skin turned back into her previous complexion. That's weird. It's like it's a rejuvenation liquid or something. That's, I don't know, that's what I'm reading out of it. Yeah, you would think that once you, like, once a dead body starts to go, you know, starts to rot, you'd think it couldn't go back. But this stuff apparently set it back to normal, so... Mm. That's uh, very weird. I was thinking like <clears throat> what came to my mind was, okay, you know, when say someone's in surgery, right? And they're having, say, an organ failure, right? So yeah. you, ha- you have a pink organ. The second the cells start dying on that thing, it just turns fucking black. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't know why that came to my head in this situation. But obviously when that organ's dead, there's no coming back from that but uh you think they would test the liquid that was in there you know what i mean just like a little piece of a test and see what the hell it is yeah so here comes like kind of the odd part of the story so uh just to finish that off a larger was called in uh some of the putty was taken um with the coffin i didn't mention it before but also a small black rectangular box was found uh next to the woman's head at like the head of the coffin Hmm. I did forget to mention that part, but that's also kind of important to the story. They don't really know exactly what this small black box was for. So I'm guessing they didn't open it up. No. Yeah. In none of the, in none of the stories that I kind of read, like no one ever speculated on what was inside the box. Okay. So a professor who supposedly was put in charge of studying the woman and the contents of the coffin claimed that since the coffin was inside the coal, it must have been over 800 million years old, except older, because you have to think about the time it takes for peat moss to turn into coal. So they're thinking that the woman is even older than she's old. Yeah, that's so, that's just so fucking weird. Like, you okay, you would think if she was put there deliberately, like, they would have found more bodies there. Yeah, I'm going to get into that a little bit, too. Okay. So so this is all... Here's the problem with this story. So, well, let me finish that off first. So the professor who was put in charge of the studying of this, he basically tried to make a claim that Darwin was wrong and that the evolution of humans was much, much older. Um, I'm going to go into a little bit of a theory about I have about this, but the real problem with this is there's no pictures of this at all. E, that's like, not great. Yeah, this was, I mean, this was done in 1969. I'm pretty sure even in this shithole little mining town in <laughs> Russia, someone had a camera. Yeah. It's not like the government, it's not like the government showed up immediately. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's, they had to. That's a good point. They had to gas up the helicopters, you know, round up everybody. It's not like a UFO where they're just on call, you know. Well, like, unless when the government came in, when they quarantined everybody, they took everybody's camera and stuff. That is possible also. Because mm. it's, like, it's not like everyone had cell phones where you could just like take it and send it to the internet. Also, the problem is they have no idea like where this coffin or the woman or the fluid, where any of it's being stored. Mm. And if it's, if it's even anywhere at all. So no one knows where it is. No one sees a picture. If you actually look this up, You'll see like a picture of it's a white lady with like a veil over her face who's sleeping. Most of them are taken from like a really old Snow White movie. Oh so. yeah. Well, I can t- I can promise you one thing. 
if this thing's real and it is, say, at the Kremlin, right? You mm-hmm. know Vladimir Putin is bathing in that liquid on a daily basis. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> After I found out he bathes in that deer antler blood every year, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's bathing in this shit. Dude, I don't know. That dude, he's, he's so many levels of crazy, but he's doing something right. I mean, for an old dude, he's still, you know. Yeah, maybe the deer still, blood, maybe the deer blood's the secret. Could be. His wife's pretty hot, too, if you've seen her. Right? Well... Yeah, I could imagine he uh, he's a very powerful man. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a uh, hot wife. Oh, yeah. But so there are some stories also that I heard um, that supposedly like archaeologists went back to the area where they found this coffin and they found like a graveyard of these coffins, too. But there isn't really much story into that. All it says is that they they also found other coffins. But you don't really hear about it on all of the... I didn't really include it. Mm. Um, I think it was just kind of like a, an addition to the story kind oh, of deal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. One of those. The thing about this scientist is he says it's a, over a million years. That's just kind of like the like the earliest that we believe coal was formed. Oh. So he basically took the earliest that we think coal was formed and said it's 800 million. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. so it could be it could be like 60 million years old that that coal was formed because they think that the time when coal was formed was from 800 to about 60 million years ago. So, well, I mean, regardless of the time frame, if this corpse is from uh, somewhere in that time gap, like humans aren't supposed to be there. That is true. Yeah, this is leads me into a little bit of my speculation. So I kind of. I love to make up theories. <laughs> this kind of sounds like so from the the we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. The tall whites, right, had the white skin. They always are seen wearing like kind of like white linen or like sheer white clothing, uh, and they have large blue eyes. Okay, yeah. So I think I wonder if this could actually be like a tall white. Do, do, okay, here's the other thing, like, do, I don't remember, aliens never seem to have, like, a gender. Or am I, am I mistaken about the tall whites? I think the tall whites have a gender. I know every story I've heard about, like, the Nordics or the tall whites, there's, like, Man men and women. and women. Okay, alright. You know what, I actually, like, I would believe it's more pl- plausible-ish in the conspiracy sense that Aliens could have been on Earth way, you know, a significantly long time ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They could have, like, tried to colonize Earth and... Yeah. Or maybe they... bury people. Because if you think about if the aliens were here when dinosaurs were here, obviously, as far as we know, there's no sort of intelligent uh, civilization or anything like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the theory. Unless you, like latch on to the Super Mario Bros. movie <laughs> theory about Wait, dinosaurs. Oh, is this Princess Peach in here? Could be. Damn. I guess Mario yeah. never hooked up with her. No. <laughs> yeah, so, well, those Nordic aliens, they do look a little bit androgynous, just like the Nordics from actual, like, Norway, like Sweden, mm. all those areas. Yeah. So, if you, like, a lot of those people, like, the dudes and the chicks kind of look the same a little bit, but... <laughs> I'm you're very, I say you're very racist against Norwegians right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not getting into that. But <laughs> if you've ever, like, if you go to Iceland, like, it's a little weird sometimes. Mm. But, yeah. Okay, okay. But, yeah, now that you've so insulted that concludes, it. Okay. What's that? <laughs> I was going to say, now that you have officially insulted an entire country. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, that. let me apologize. <laughs> okay. So we actually did find out that we've had found Iceland. So I okay. apologize to well, our one listener. That Iceland. download is now gone. Yeah, we're never going to get a second. No. That's, that's shitty. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, continue on. So I was going to ask you quick, what do you think about that one? That was uh that's 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 the headliner of these three. So what's your kind of like speculation? What do you think might have happened? Do you think it's real at all? That's the best question. Um well, first off, this is definitely my favorite <clears throat> story of all three of them. Um I I don't know, without any pictures, without any real proof outside of hearsay, it makes you really wonder. And like you said, 
1960, they should definitely have some sort of way to have evidence that it actually existed. But if we're going to put ourselves in the camp that it does exist, and let's say you take this story and the hammer story, it really makes you wonder who, if humans were are that old, or if there was somebody else here before humans or whatever, you know. Um, I don't know. And the body was perfectly preserved. That's really, that's really fucking weird. But I, if I had to go out on a limb here and my skeptic's eyes, uh, I think this is probably just someone heard the story of Snow White and then just kind of claimed that they found it in a coal mine or something. That's what I would say. That would make sense for, uh, this is the Russian version of Snow White. Yeah. (laughs) Not quite as sexy as the Disney one, but you know what? <laughs> it's still a princess in a coal uh, vein. We found the dead girl in a coal mine. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they open the coffin and, and bottles of uh, Kharkov vodka fell all over the floor, then I'd be more believable. But what if what if it was? She, she, oh, what, what was that? What if like the liquid in there was actually just like extremely aged vodka. That's what kept her her rejuvenated for so long. It was borscht. Yes. <laughs> 900, 800 million year old vodka is keeping her alive in here. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. What, what do you think? What's your opinion? Ooh, uh, I would have to go with bullshit. I mean, <laughs> if I had, if, if there was some pictures of the coffin or, some some kind of like actual scientist alive or even if there was a report from a scientist that stated this stuff the problem is all it is is some scientists said there's yeah. no like report there's no nothing like that like nothing that you can really find i mean there might be a report that exists somewhere but it's not anywhere i can find so until i see a report or a picture it's kind of hard to you know it kind of reminds me of like um, have you ever heard of the Russian sleep experiment? No, I haven't. Okay, well, it's basically just like, it. it's not like this, but it's like a made-up story about shit Russia's done, and like a lot of people think it's like real, but it's not actually real at all. It's just kind of like something that's gay mythos or whatever. But, uh, yeah, this, you, I'm, I'm usually not as skeptical as you, but even I'm skeptical of this last one. The other two, though, obviously, I think are real and more plausible. I don't know about the hammer being that old. It's impossible to say, but it really makes you think. This is an episode that's going to stimulate your thinking muscles upstairs. It's going to get you thinking about, do I actually believe this is real or not? Do I believe any of these are plausible? You know what I mean? Yeah. So Russia actually did, after the fall... They started declassifying a lot of their like alien kind of stuff and a lot of their weird like mysterious files mm. that like the KGB had had and all that. So I wonder if they ever will, if this is real, like declassify some of this stuff or actually come out with some of the reports, you know? I don't know. That'd be fucking nuts if this was like they released the body and stuff. I think that oh, would God. Like, turn the world upside down. If they, yeah, if they actually came out and said, not only is it real, here's the broad in the fucking pink fluid, and <laughs> that's what she looks like, you know. And they actually let, like, modern scientists, like, look at it. That'd be, figure I, out what the pink fluid is. I uh, I love how you went back to 1950s terminology and called her a broad. <laughs> I don't know why. I just felt like saying broad at the moment. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. It was a personal choice and probably due to the vodka Red Bull, but. <laughs> That's a very 1950s drink, I suppose. Anyway, <laughs> so now, uh, Phil, that was an awesome job. Now, if anybody wants to reach out to us and give us their opinions on any of these weird objects, uh, where can they do that? They can go on uh, Subliminal Deception Podcast on Instagram, and they can also hit us up. Uh, directly to our Gmail at subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah, you can also reach myself at my other podcast on Instagram, Bumblebutt Podcast, or you can hit me up on my uh, personal uh, Instagram. That's Cody Zibbub, um, just like it sounds. You can find us on there. Uh, the last thing we need to do, need you to do for us is to log on to iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck they're calling it nowadays 
and leave us a five-star review. Um, just write whatever you want. doesn't matter. Say you were born in a coal mine. I don't really care. Uh, just make sure it's five stars. It helps the show grow and helps us expand. We've been we've been doing really good, actually, for a fairly new show. Um, we're going to have to start dropping that title eventually here. I don't know where do you what, what episode number do you are you at like okay we're not a new show anymore what number would you assign to that Phil? I would say the hump is probably at twenty. Okay, so we're nearing it. We're nearing it. We're heading off to college and we're we're almost there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, once again, Phil, awesome job. I think people people like the more history oriented episodes sometimes. Um, so I think they're gonna have a blast with this. So, but. Yeah. But uh, that's going to do it for us this week, folks. We will be back in a week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks, guys.